From WSCFM and HD1 Columbia, I'm Moore Jollis. And I'm Erin Slowing. This is Localized from WUSC News. As the U.S. prepares for the distribution of a COVID vaccine, experts are warning Americans to brace for the coming months. The infection and death rate is higher than it's ever been, and it's only expected to increase as we enter into the new year. Epidemiologist Dr. Anthony Alberg is here to discuss what to expect as we wait for the vaccine as it enters its final phase. Also, two former instructors have filed lawsuits against visual arts professor David Boros and the university. The suits allege sexual harassment and sexist treatment from Boros, echoing complaints already lodged against the professor in the past. All that and more coming up on Localize. The news is first. Live from WSC News, I'm Justin Walsh. Coronavirus cases continue to rise and show no signs of slowing down anytime soon. D-Hackers recently released new numbers that display the highest spike in cases in South Carolina since the pandemic began. WSC's Ward Jollis reports. DEC announced almost 2,500 new cases of COVID-19 in South Carolina today, the highest total since the pandemic began. 28 more people have died. It's a trend happening all across the country as new case numbers, deaths, and hospitalizations are at an all-time high. Health experts say large gatherings on Thanksgiving and an overall ease in public action following promising vaccine results could be contributing to this spike. DIEC is also warning all South Carolinians to keep social distancing and following public health guidelines or else things could get even worse than they are now. Or jealous, WUSC News. In continued attempts to overturn the election results, President Donald Trump took his efforts to the Wisconsin Supreme Court. The Trump campaign filed a lawsuit in attempts to invalidate over 200,000 votes cast in two of the state's Democratic bastions. This past Thursday, the lawsuit was rejected, once again deterring President Trump's legal tactics of overturning the outcome of the presidential election. The conservative-leaning court voted 4-2-3, rejecting the Trump campaign's efforts. In sports news, women's basketball took an interesting turn this week, coming off of 30 straight wins. WSC's Summer Rogers reports. The number one women's basketball team was taken down by number eight North Carolina State earlier this week. After 30 consecutive wins, the women's team lost 54-46 to here at home. Coach Dawn Staley described the team's performance as one she's never seen before and that it opened their eyes to what they need to improve on moving forward. The Gamecocks were held to eight points in the second quarter, an unusual low for the aggressive team. The Gamecocks will face off against Iowa State on Sunday at 12 p.m. The U.S. House voted today for the decriminalization of marijuana in an effort to, quote, address the injustices caused by the war on drugs. While it's still unlikely that the drug will be legalized nationwide anytime soon, as the Republican-led Senate would have to approve it, it's the first time that a chamber of Congress has voted to legalize the drug on the federal level. The bill passed along party lines. The Dow Jones Industrial Average rose 248 points today. The Nasdaq rose 87 points, and the S&P 500 rose 32 points today. It's currently 64 degrees outside and drizzling. The low tonight is 43. The high tomorrow is 59 with a low of 34. I'm Justin Walsh, and you're listening to WSC News. It's 6.04. Social distancing slows the spread of coronavirus, so stay a minimum of six feet away from others and stay home if you can. More info at coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part, because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. What's my vote? No how, no way, no sir. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, totally. 
I can't even begin to understand why any sensible American would support such a travesty. Uh, definitely yes. Ketchup on a hot dog? <laughs> I vote no. <laughs> See? For Americans everywhere, voting comes easy. And for Americans voting absentee, it can feel just as simple thanks to FVAP.gov, where you can get the help you need to send your most important vote back home. Presenting comments you won't ever hear at your house. Hey, Dad, you need a hand with that yard work? You know, honey, the heck with the playoffs on TV. Let's go shoe shopping. Never mind our anniversary, dear. Go out with your friends and have a good time tonight. Almost as rare, it's unlikely you'll ever hear someone say, you know, it's time for an eye exam. That's because many vision problems have no early warning signs. In In fact, fact, one in three Americans Americans over 40 has a vision vision problem, and they they might not even know it. An eye exam can spot vision-threatening conditions like glaucoma before you can, and even spot serious health problems like diabetes and high blood pressure. So if you're over 40, remember, an eye doctor can see things you can't. For more on vision health, visit checkyearly.com. That's checkyearly.com. A public service message from the Vision Council of America and AARP. French fries again? Pass the asparagus, please. Did you know kids who drink before age 15 are five times more likely to have alcohol problems when they're adults? Alcohol affects their judgment and their future. So start talking to your kids about underage drinking while they still listen. Start talking before they start drinking. For more information on teens and alcohol, and to learn what you can do, visit the web at stopalcoholabuse.gov. That's stopalcoholabuse.gov. This message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, the Ad Cancel, and your favorite Columbia rock station, WUSC FM Columbia. listening to Localize from WSC News, I'm Erin Slowey. When the pandemic struck, more people turned to gardening than ever before. Some picked it up as a hobby, others wanted to relieve stress, and many needed a way to put food on the table. However, many of these people were new, were new gardeners in need of guidance. In Columbia, community garden coordinator Jacqueline Williams used to teach in-person gardening classes, but these programs were put on hold. WSC reporter Sarah Hudak Jeffrey shows us how Williams found a way to create a virtual community of gardeners from all backgrounds that take advice from Williams and help each other out. On the corner of Gervais Street and McDuffie Avenue sits a small pocket of heaven. The gate is unlocked, so people who live nearby can come in and pick fruits and veggies when they please. On one side, a neighborhood, and on the other, a bustling street. I love this place. It's a, one of my favorite neighborhoods. Uh, since we put this tunnel house up and uh, with the existing garden, it's, it's like an oasis for me. It's very peaceful. Jacqueline Williams coordinates the City of Columbia's Community Garden Program. Williams relied on her 21 years of teaching in second grade to design garden education programs. She loves her job, but she didn't always love to get her hands in the dirt. Williams grew up in Virginia, and she visited her grandparents in Columbia in the summers. I have to tell you, I did not like those hot summers, and I did not like gardening. Um, So my grandfather instilled it 
in me to garden. I would pick his string beans and uh, I remember they, it was a different taste than the food in the grocery store. Over time, she understood why her grandfather wanted her to love gardening. I have solved so many world problems in the garden. <laughs> really? Tell me more about that. That's awesome. Oh my goodness. I, kinda, I don't talk to myself. I get into a zone when I garden. Not only did Williams learn from mentors, but she taught herself through experimentation and practice. Also, Williams became a master gardener by studying and committing to serve her community. Over time, she started to see some problems people were facing. When I go in my grocery store, first of all, the prices are outrageous. Not only are grocery store prices high, but many people in Colombia can't even get to a store or afford fresh produce. They live in areas called food deserts. According to the USDA, food deserts are regions that have a limited number of grocery stores that provide affordable, fresh produce and healthy groceries. The state newspaper reports that six grocery stores have closed in low-income Columbia areas in recent years. Williams decided to give these communities another option. She approached city leaders in 2011, and at first... They didn't want a garden. Um, so I had a little pushback, but as I went around to each garden, made sure that everyone had their supplies and showed them how to garden, and I'll tell you, their love of gardening grew fast. Now, there are 15 gardens in food deserts around Colombia. A lot of the people in the neighborhood have come into the garden and been picking um, vegetables to eat and oh, really? for dinner and okra, string beans, um, tomatoes, eggplant, grapes. When the coronavirus pandemic began, the Columbia Recreation Center and educational gardens like the Tunnel House were shut down. Only the three lease-based community gardens remained open. However, Williams says that people are more interested in gardening, but they don't always know where to begin. I remember um, in March when the COVID-19 started, um, I was watching TV every single day and it really got to me. And one day um, a friend of mine called and said, can you help me how to garden, Tell, teach me how to garden? And for a split sheet, second I was like oh gosh how can I do that you can't do that over the phone I'm in South Carolina she was in Virginia so I thought about it a couple days and then I started a Facebook page called let us pray the group grew to 1500 members within weeks with little to no promotion she teaches the members through regular posts pictures and videos Williams encourages them to share pictures of their gardens recipes using the fresh produce and the food itself some share their harvest with their elderly neighbors. I think it's important of you to grow more than enough. Williams has continued teaching people to garden through the Facebook group, but she plans to reestablish the neglected educational gardens in order to feed their surrounding communities. She just delivered some plants to these gardens, including the Tunnel House. She says that where there are gardens, people will come. So once they taste some of the fruits and vegetables, some of them will garden and some of them won't. Some of them will just look for the donations, which is fine because gardening is all about sharing. Williams encourages people in the Columbia area to lease a box for only $20 a year at the three lease-based gardens on North Main Street, Granby Park, and Hyatt Park. Her Facebook group is open to anyone and spelled L-E-T-T-U-C-E. Pray. Jacqueline Williams is continuing to pass on the legacy of her grandfather by teaching, encouraging, and inspiring people to garden in her community and beyond. For WSC News, I'm Sarah Hudock-Jeffrey.
listening to WUSC News. Inside every student is a graduate. For some, it's easy to find, but not for all. For many high school students, sometimes the difference between dropping out and graduating can be a boost. A boost from someone in their life, a friend, a parent, a teacher, a coach who can help these kids just see that they have potential to become. Visit boostup.org to find out how you can help someone who may be struggling to finish high school. Boostup.org. Because high school is hard, but graduating is harder. Brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. I'm in the car next to you on the highway, heading to work. I sit in front of you on the bus. I work in the office down the hall and stand next to you in the elevator. We've known each other for years. Of all the things you know about me, here's one you don't. I'm one out of every six Americans, and I'm struggling with hunger. This isn't an incurable disease. It's not an uncontrollable epidemic. There's enough food in this country to feed every hungry person. This is a problem with a solution. Please, visit feedingamerica.org today and find your local food bank for ways to help. Every dollar you donate helps provide seven meals for those around you quietly struggling with hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. There's a silent epidemic affecting approximately 4 million Americans. Hepatitis C, a blood-borne disease that infects the liver, often goes undetected since people with the disease can feel and appear perfectly healthy. Less than 30% of all cases are diagnosed. I'm Congressman Jesse Jackson, Jr. You may not know if you're infected with hepatitis C, transmitted primarily through direct exposure to infected blood, perhaps by a needle, or even through piercings or tattoos. Others at risk may include people who have had blood transfusions prior to 1992. Symptoms vary, but are most commonly fatigue and depression. Liver failure and even death may occur in 20% of chronic cases. There's no vaccine available, but there are treatments effective in over half of the patients treated. Hepatitis C is a devastating disease that affects people from all walks of life. So it is important to get the facts and understand how this illness works. If you believe you're at risk or you'd like more information, please call the American Liver Foundation at 800-GO-LIVER or visit liverfoundation.org. You're listening to Localize from WUSC News. Brady Fitzgerald does the sports. Thank you, Ward. Football season is wrapping up against Kentucky tomorrow, and they are ending the season as underdogs. We will see the second career start for Luke Doty and see if he will be the QB for the future. After a disappointing campaign this year, it is time to restart with a new coach next season. It'll be year zero for him. We just have to hope he can bring the program some victories and back to the promised lands. Men's basketball started, and they started off 1-1, one and one, and they face Houston tomorrow. The women's basketball has started, and has been as good as we expected with a surprising loss to NC State yesterday. So hopefully they can bounce back and finish as the number one seed as we all expect. Well, that does it for the top stories in Columbia this week. Back to you, Ward. Thank you, Brady. And this is Localize. You're listening to WUSC News. 
News broke this week that two lawsuits have been filed against the University of South Carolina and visual arts professor David Voros. The suits filed by former USC instructors Jamie Missenheimer and Pamela Bowers are similar, both alleging sexist treatment and sexual harassment from Voros. Both suits also allege that the university failed to offer an adequate response and that both employees faced negative treatment after filing the reports. This comes after another lawsuit back in 2018 with a female student also lodging sexual harassment against Foros, and she too faces then that she too faced unwanted sexual advances from the professor. Here to talk with me more about both of these cases is Kaylee Coda. She is assistant news editor for the Daily Gamecock. Kaylee, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. So, Kaylee, to start off, I mean, what are some of the things that this lawsuit is accusing Voros of doing? Right. So, like you said, there are two different lawsuits, and they are accusing Voros of slightly different things. So, a formal complaint from the Bowers lawsuit says that Voros berated Bowers using horrific language, inserted himself into her personal matters, and made unwelcome sexual advances toward her. The formal complaint also said that Bowers reported these incidents to the 2017 chair of the School of Visual Art and Design, and that chair threatened her job because of her claims against Boros, who is a tenured professor. Some of the cause of, causes of action or reason for Misenheimer's lawsuit include Title VII and Title IX violations. So Title VII prohibits employment discrimination based on race, color, religion, sex, and national origin, and Title IX prohibits sex discrimination. Each of the formal complaints detail several interactions with Boros, but one of the more disturbing interactions, in my opinion, was with Misenheimer. So in 2017, Misenheimer said that Boros took her into a classroom and wanted to show her something. When they walked in, he shut the door, and the complaint says that in the dark, he came up behind her, leaned over her, put his arm around her, and held a plastic head in front of her safe, in front of her face. Yes, so there are a lot of things going on in these lawsuits. Yeah, and I understand this isn't the first time that Voros has been sued recently. Tell me about that a little bit. Yeah, so like you said, he was sued in 2018 by a former USC graduate student named Allison Dunavant. So she claimed that on a 2016 trip, he forced her and other students to participate in manual labor or to be denied food. Dunavant also said that she faced unwanted sexual advances from Voros, and she later found out that the trip was not authorized by the university. So the reason she sued the university as well was because they failed to investigate her claims properly. Mm, Okay. So, so, I mean, like, the university, they're saying the university hasn't done a lot for this, but I mean, what has the university's response exactly been to all of these new allegations? Yeah, so I actually was talking to the university spokesperson, Jeff Stenslin, this afternoon, and he told me that the university does not typically comment on active litigation, and they won't comment on this either. Uh, one thing to remember is that the law firm that's representing these plaintiffs, they told me that they've already notified the university and Boros and that those two have 30 days to respond, but that we should not expect um, any outcome of this lawsuit for about a year or longer. Uh, okay. So, I mean, has any action been taken against Voros at all, or have things just been basically business as usual with all of these lawsuits hanging around? I mean, has he faced any retribution here? 
Yeah, so as far as I know of, the university did not take action against him in 2016 and that they have not taken any action against him recently either. Like I mentioned earlier, it should be noted that he is a tenured professor, professor, so disciplinary action against him may be a little bit more complicated because of his tenure. And of course, we also have to mention that this is coming off Uh, This is coming at the same time as the state newspaper is filing yet another lawsuit against the university for withholding public records and not complying with FOIA laws. Um, That is the Freedom of Information Act. Not a good look for the university right now, Kaylee. All right. Well, Kaylee, thank you so much for joining us today on the program. No problem. Thanks for having me. All right. And that was Kaylee Coda. She is the assistant news editor for The Daily Gamecock. with that yard work you know honey the heck with the playoffs on tv let's go shoe shopping never mind our anniversary dear go out with your friends and have a good time tonight almost as rare it's unlikely you'll ever hear someone say you know it's time for an eye exam that's because many vision problems have no early warning signs in In fact fact, one in three americans over 40 has a vision vision problem problem, and they they might not even know it an eye exam can spot vision-threatening conditions like glaucoma before you can, and even spot serious health problems like diabetes and high blood pressure. So if you're over 40, remember, an eye doctor can see things you can't. For more on vision health, visit checkyearly.com. That's checkyearly.com. A public service message from the Vision Council of America and AARP. French fries again? Pass the asparagus, please. Hey, ladies, it's Cinderella, taking a quick break from my happily ever after to share a few words with you. Many fairy tales you watched growing up probably gave you some irrational expectations about life. The consistently perfect hair, sorry, I guess I'm just lucky. The handsome dragon-slaying prince, the castles, the handy fairy godmother, the flying magic carpet. Sometimes it just isn't realistic. Fairy tales also gave us some irrational expectations about relationships. Not all relationships have a happy ending. Unfortunately, one in six women are victims of some form of sexual violence in their lifetime. It's time we lower these stats. The Student Health Services Sexual Assault and Violence Intervention and Prevention Department at USC believes it is important that bystanders look out for potentially violent relationships and step in or get help if they think there is a serious situation at hand. Everyone deserves a fairy tale. So visit www.sa.sc.edu forward slash SHS slash SAVIP to stand up, Carolina. Do you feel that the mistreatment of animals is wrong? Are you a kind and compassionate person? If you answered yes to any of the above questions, you should consider becoming vegetarian. For centuries, many cultures have practiced a vegetarian lifestyle for religious, personal, and health reasons. Currently in the U.S., there are more than 4.8 million vegetarians, and it is increasingly becoming a mainstream lifestyle. If you are interested in becoming vegetarian, contact your physician on tips and rules, find a good vegetarian cookbook, or find a good book with inspiration thoughts on improving your life, the earth, and protecting the lives of animals by consuming a vegetarian diet. For more information, visit www.brg.org or www.vegsource.com. This message is brought to you by USC Students Allied for a Greener Earth.
Did you know there are 56 city parks and green spaces in Columbia? Go outside and enjoy Columbia's beautiful parks throughout the entire year. City parks offer some of the most accessible trails and river access and serve as a living tapestry of Columbia's local and natural history. Parks are open year-round from dawn to dusk and are free of charge. For more information on locations and facilities, visit www.columbiasc.net forward slash parks and rec. And remember, it starts in parks. Did you know kids who drink before age 15 are five times more likely to have alcohol problems when they're adults? Alcohol affects their judgment and their future. So start talking to your kids about underage drinking while they still listen. Start talking before they start drinking. For more information on teens and alcohol and to learn what you can do, visit the web at stopalcoholabuse.gov. That's stop alcoholabuse.gov This message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services The Ad Cancel and your favorite Columbia Rock Station WUSC FM Columbia What would you do if you had to choose between the buffalo and the giraffes. Between a flower or an elephant, what would you choose? What if you had to decide between a hundred-year-old tree and a million-year-old beach? Between drinking clean water or breathing clean air? Would you make the right choice? Would there be a right choice? Now there's a way to help. Not just one, but all these things. Earthshare, the world's leading environmental groups working together. It's one choice we can all live with. This ad sponsored by Ad Council and Earthshare. And that's it for this episode of Localize. Unfortunately, it's the last episode of Localize of the semester, but we'll be back next year to bring you a local take on this week's biggest stories. Localize is a production by WSE News and is produced by Mary Brian Charles and Ward Jaws. The outreach coordinator for Localize is Rita Naidu, and the music for the show is called Freedom by Atch. If you want to listen to other news shows and WSE News podcasts, you can find those at garnetmediagroup.org or under WSE News on all podcasting platforms. Live from WSEFM and HD1 Columbia, I'm Moore Jollis. And I'm Erin Slowing. Have a happy holidays, everyone. We'll see you next year. <laughs>